0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host. Episode 121 already. Wow. Well, this week, uh, we are going to do a commentary track, and I've done this uh, three or four times. I try to do it like every few months because you guys really seem to like it. I take an episode of a show that David Isaacs and I wrote, and I provide the commentary track as if you're watching a movie, and there's the director's commentary, and he's telling you why he picked this shot or that shot. Uh, You know, I'll try not to be as pretentious as those guys, but... But you know, I'll fill you in on uh, some background. What was going through our heads when we wrote a certain passage? Uh, why we wrote a certain story beat the way we did? Uh, things about the actors, observation about this. you know, it's a it's a commentary track. You've you've heard a million of these. Uh, now, if you want, you can sync it up, and you can be watching along with me. But you don't have to, okay? I mean, you're on a Stairmaster, you're driving a car, and the last thing you want to do is be watching a television show while you're doing that. That's okay. I will fill in enough of the details and try to uh, let you know exactly what's going on on the screen so that you're able to follow it without having to actually watch it. But if you do want to watch it, the episode, it is a Cheers, and it is called To All the Girls I've Loved Before, and it is from Season 6, Episode 17. So if you do have, say, Netflix or Hulu or I guess even a DVD would work, however you can access that particular episode of Cheers, minus the commercials certainly, then, uh, then you can sync it up. What I'll do is, um, well, I'll ask you if you want to do this to just pause the podcast for a few minutes to... Get yourself set up, and uh, then I'll give you a, a three, two, one, go, and hopefully we can sync up and you can follow along as you watch. But once again, that is not required. Okay, that's what we're going to do this week. You game for it? You ready? All right, a commentary track. Uh, you can pause right now and set it up. Otherwise, enjoy this delightful musical interlude, and I'll see you on the other side. okay here we go again you don't have to follow along by watching it but if you do want to follow along it is season six episode 17 and the episode is called to all the girls i have loved before and we're going to do it uh right now i'm going to count to three and then say go and if you're watching on netflix or hulu or wherever you know just cue it up to the beginning and uh hopefully uh it will sync up with me are you ready i am are you ready here we go three two one go All right, I did the cheers as filmed before a live studio audience. We begin with a teaser, and this is one that features uh, Rebecca and Carla. And the reason is because since it's a show about Frasier's bachelor party, we wanted to at least do one scene where Kirstie Alley and Rio Perlman get some screen time. And uh, the premise of this particular teaser is that uh, Carla is breastfeeding twins and needs a decoy and since uh Rebecca has uh well she's very well endowed uh maybe she could be the decoy we went to Kirstie beforehand and asked her if it was okay for us to do this because I mean here's a big joke that depends upon her breasts she was fine with it and I will say this about Kirstie Alley she was a great sport just about Anything we threw at her, she was happy to do. Now we get into the main titles, which were created by Jim Castle and Bruce Bryant. I love main titles on shows, and I think it's one of the best parts of Cheers. Obviously, now uh, networks aren't doing main title sequences anymore or opening themes. The theme was done by Gary Portnoy. And, uh, you know, on Netflix, they usually give you the option to skip the opening titles. How often do you skip the opening titles? If you're like me... Very, very rarely, if ever, uh, the opening titles of uh, Cheers are great. I've been lucky. I've worked on a couple of shows with great opening titles. Both Cheers and MASH have great opening titles. So they are now coming to an end and we get to the best part of the show. My credit Uh, It opens with a couple of producers, Peter Casey, David Lee, and David Angel. And ah, there it is, written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs. It was directed by James Burroughs, and Jimmy directed probably 90% of the episodes of Cheers out of the 267 episodes or whatever it is. By the way, I hope to have Jim Burroughs as a guest on this podcast sometime within the next couple of months. At the moment, he's working on pilots and things. Okay, here's why I love this particular episode. The first scene takes place in the bar, and Frazier and Lilith are coming in talking to Sam. The premise of the show is Fraser's bachelor party. And usually on a Cheers episode, we worked very hard on the story. We would spend several days just working on the story and the scenes and eventually coming up with an outline, a detailed outline, something like 15 pages that included dialogue and jokes. And then the producers would go over the outlines and they would make notes and we would revise the outline and finally we would sit down and start writing the script. Well, we went to the Charles Brothers and said, we want to do something as an experiment. We want to do a show where we do not outline at all, where we just start writing. And we said, what if you do a show about Fraser's bachelor party and you really take advantage of all of the bar talk that usually occurs in a bar. You know, uh, the guys could be talking about, uh, you know, actresses they'd like to sleep with, their virginity, uh, you know, all kinds of things, losing their virginity. Um, and Glenn and Les said, OK, go ahead and do it. And the only story that we had was it's Frazier's bachelor party. And during the course of it, he's going to have second doubts about whether to get married. And by the end, he decides to go through with it. And that's it. And they said, fine. And we set off to write that. So the first scene is the inevitable setup scene. And these are very difficult to write because there's nothing really going on. You know, you, you're trying to s- establish, oh, okay, uh, Fraser and Lilith are getting married in a week. Uh, they're looking for a best man and a maiden of honor. Uh, Sam becomes the best man, and one of his responsibilities is to host uh, a bachelor party. And we have a scene, there's like, at the moment, uh, Lilith is talking to um, Rebecca and asks her to be the maid of honor, which is uh, kind of fun, considering that Rebecca didn't really know her. But the fact that they've had just a couple of conversations, th- that makes her her best friend. Uh, another point I want to bring up about Kirsty, since I'm not going to be talking about her too much in this episode, always gave great reactions. You could always cut away to Kirsty for a reaction and get lots and lots of laughs. So now we're at a point where Frazier, we've set up the... The Bachelor Party and Frazier's making some jokes about uh, you know the ball and chain and and that sort of thing, and Lilith, who of course has no sense of humor doesn 't find it funny and is starting to get a little insecure about whether or not Frazier wants to go along with the the marriage and uh, Frazier had made a joke about uh, you know his mother, and he says to her at this point, "Well, everyone knows my mother is dead <laughs> that 's what makes it funny now Hably- that was like one of the few facts about Fraser that uh, (laughs) were not discounted when they did the actual Fraser series. A lot of other things were, and we had to do some explaining when we got to it. But we set up the premise now where Lilith says to him, uh, you kind of have an out if you decide after the bachelor party that you don't want to get married then fine but if you do want to get married call me and give me that reassurance we set that up purely for story purposes because later Frazier is going to try to call and doesn't reach her and that is going to have consequences now woody at this point is talking about what they did at bachelor parties in indiana and anytime we did woody in indiana there was always weirdness attached and in this case uh, they would dress up farm animals in women's clothing. This is kind of how we conceived Indiana. Okay, now we have the bachelor party and here is one of my favorite lines of all-time on cheers and it is one of my jokes. Frazier enters. I'm going to turn the microphone around so hopefully you can hear this. Passage in one of those tribal songs. That I feel uh, Well, is the keynote this evening. Everybody have fun tonight. <laughs> Everybody, Wang Chung. tonight. <laughs> okay, so that got a much better response than I thought. And in a recent interview, the lead singer of Wang Chung was saying that his teenage daughter was not at all impressed by the fact that uh, he was the lead in a band that had a big hit in the 80s until she saw this particular episode of Cheers and the fact that her dad's group was mentioned on Cheers, all of a sudden she was really impressed. So uh, as a writer... I can't ask for anything more. Now you have all of the guys assembled. Great job by Jim Burroughs, because you only have four cameras, and here you got like 15 guys, and you got to cover everybody. We wanted to establish all of the guys in this particular bachelor party as idiots. Which, which they are, <laughs> and this is the point where we wanted to just have everybody sit around and talk about uh, things like uh, which actress they would want to sleep with, and uh, and one guy says uh, Kathleen Turner, woo woo woo, and I don't know he he looks very gay. Uh, <laughs> But uh, And Kathleen Turner, remember, this was a long time ago. And they're talking about, you know, Lonnie Anderson and all of the hot women of the day. And Norm talks about Jill Eikenberry. And Jill Eikenberry, very attractive. She was on L.A. Law, but she wasn't your... You know, smoking hot vision. She was more of just sort of the prim, nerdy type. And that actually got a big laugh than we expected. Now we go to a scene later on in the evening, and we do this in the pool room. And we do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, it gave us a chance to get out of the bar and give the show a different look. And the second reason is later in the scene, we're going to have a stripper. Enter and we wanted the stripper 's entrance to sort of be a surprise and it 's uh, a little bit easier to bring her on here than to bring her on in in the bar now the guys are discussing uh, losing their virginity joke joke, joke, and we figure, you know, at this point we better reboot the premise... and Frazier talking about uh, maybe having a, a doubt or two... which leads Sam and the guys to start sharing their opinions. And one of the things you try to do on a show like Cheers... is you have a multitude of characters and you throw a topic on the floor... And they all have different perspectives and different viewpoints. And there's conflict there, and it it gives you a chance to explore different ideas. It's really one of the ways that you maximize use of any kind of ensemble group. So that's what's going on here. Now, uh, I should mention going back and again a lot of this is stream of consciousness you know uh you can get sort of lost by doing all of the bar talk and it's really fun and entertaining but you got to get to the story you got to get to the story now In comes the stripper and she's standing on the pool table and she's doing her bit. And as I watch this, because this show was from uh, mid-80s, something like that. I'm kind of thinking to myself, well, yeah, I don't know if we were doing this show today, whether we would necessarily do this in the Me Too era, but it is what used to go on in Bachelor. Who am I kidding? It's what goes on in Bachelor parties now. And <laughs> at this point, uh, we learn that she's a patient of Fraser's, which certainly breaks the spell and is very unexpected, and got a big laugh. And uh, I love Frazier's line, something to the effect that I hope you're doing this for the money, because this isn't going to square things between you and your father. Now that's the act break. Usually, you try to have a more dramatic act break, but in this case, what the heck? Okay. Uh, Act 2 opens, Frazier saying goodbye to her, and uh, he says, oh, the guys don't mind, and you cut to them, and they're all looking back at him stone face. and he turns back and goes, see? Now, this is a joke. This was not our joke. This was put in, and, and this is a joke that they do in a lot of shows, uh, which to me makes no sense, because when the guys look back stone-faced, obviously... They weren't happy, so why would Frazier say C? You know, it's you know one of those things that uh, you know it's a trope, uh, but it always bothers me. Uh, We try to use this. Uh, as a story beat as Fraser now has more second doubts because he says well there's the two parts of me the part of me that wants to be the loving husband and the other part of me that uh, was very excited by seeing a stripper One of the things we tried to do in this show, as we said, Frazier's going to have second doubts, but we wanted them to be different second doubts. Okay, We we didn't want Frazier to just have the same beat over and over. So we were looking for different reasons for him to have second doubts and the stripper proved to be one. So now he's trying to decide does he want to do it, does he not want to do it and he... Asked the question, what do you guys think of Lilith? And to my knowledge, n- they had never actually told Fraser A lot of jokes behind her back, but they had never told her what they thought. Well, all of the guys uh, are reluctant to say, except Cliff, of course. And now Cliff is telling uh, Fraser really what he thinks, that she's got a giant stick of her ass, etc., etc., joke, joke, joke. And... Uh, at this point, Frazier is just taking in the information, but we're setting that up. That is going to pay off a little bit later. At this point, and I'm probably saying at this point too many times, but I can't edit myself, of course. So uh, Fraser asks Sam what he thinks. Because we want to explore this from all angles. And Sam's angle, of course, is that he is a lifelong bachelor. But if you remember way back in the first year of Cheers, Sam had been married. And he was married to Donna McKechnie. And we used it for one joke in an early episode and basically then regretted it because now Sam had been married as opposed to being a lifelong bachelor so here sam i almost said at this point again here sam is explaining the virtues of being single how he has you know no obligations and he can eat donuts if he wants in the middle of the night and uh And this is really starting to rattle Frazier. So Frazier at this point decides, okay, I'm going to call Lilith. I need to hear her voice because my resolve is slipping away. Two reasons for that. Number one, the story point, as she had set up that uh, she wants him to call. And number two, we felt we needed to somehow get the women back in this show. As we're writing this and we're going, my God, I don't think uh, we've had a woman in the show since page 8. So he calls and we, we cut away to uh, a small set which is supposed to be the kitchen of Rebecca's apartment and it's Carla and peeking in is Rebecca but he can't speak to Lilith because she says things are going on uh, there's like a Chippendale dancer and it's really wild over there. Okay, that is another story point because now... Frasier is jealous. Now Frasier starts creating a scenario in his head of Lilith getting drunk, getting it on with uh, a male stripper. And it is this jealousy that ultimately is, is going to turn him. Uh, it's kind of a, a funny beat here as he gets really, really worked up. We wanted Sam to splash some water in his face and this turned out to be one of my favorite jokes but it's not ours this was a joke that came about by somebody in the rewrite sam splashes frazier which of course gets a laugh and frazier says cream de mint sam you couldn't get water you had to use cream to mint i will admit that usually two or three of the best jokes in any levine and isaac's cheers script was not written by Levine and Isaacs. Uh, great staff of writers. At this point, Peter Casey, uh, David Lee, Fief Sutton, Bill, and Sherry Steinkellner were there. Uh, great, great writing staff. Heidi Perlman, uh, they made our scripts much, much better. So now Frazier has decided he wants to go through with it. But when he has made that decision, we now have like almost seven minutes left with the show. What the hell are we going to do? And here we pay off the Cliff bit because now Frazier has taken offense at the things that Cliff has said and wants wants to fight for her honor. Again, as part of a bachelor party, we're looking for, well, what are the kind of crazy different things you could do at a bachelor party? One is, well, what if these drunk guys get into a fight? What if there's a brawl? And that's what we decided to do with uh, Cliff and Frasier, except we wanted it to be a really, really weenie brawl. So what you're looking at now on the screen is Frazier and Cliff kind of circling each other as two boxers, but uh, they're setting up ground rules. Don't hit me in the face. Don't hit me in the knee. We do a time-dissolve. For two reasons. Number one, it uh, a funny payoff to this joke that it's now like 45 minutes later and Fraser and Cliff are sitting at a table and they're writing down, Cliff is writing down all of the different places that they're not allowed to hit. And it sort of pays off with Cliff saying, uh, I've got writer's cramp and... Fraser saying, let that be a lesson to you, and that is the end of the weeniest fight ever. The second reason for doing the time dissolve is we wanted time to go by because Lilith needs to come to the bar, and we needed to set that up, and here she comes, and Lilith enters with a male stripper. If you are watching this episode, you will notice that Lilith's hair is down. And I have to tell you, everyone would say to me, Wow, it's great. You're working on chairs. You get to see Kirstie Alley every day, how hot she is. And yeah, Kirstie was always very hot. But you know who was even hotter? Bebe Newworth, who played Lilith. Because she was a dancer. And when she had her hair down and she would just glide around the set. She'd be wearing leotards and everything, and she looked really, really smoking hot. You wouldn't believe that. So uh, Lilith sits down, and this is the first time, to my knowledge, that we have ever played Lilith drunk, which was kind of fun to see a new side of Lilith. So the male stripper uh, brings her back to the bar, And she calls out as he leaves, don't leave. Uh, I can never hear spank the monkey again without crying. For some reason, we used a lot of 80s hits in this particular episode. So now we're at a point where Frazier and Lilith are talking. And Lilith was very upset because she was expecting his call, which didn't arrive. And now Frazier is dropping to one knee as she is sitting, as he is explaining that he did try to call. And this is the point where they decide, yes, okay, we we are going to get married. Uh, one of my favorite lines in the script, Frasier uh, says that he's going to marry her anyway because sh- she's very embarrassed by how she acted, uh, that she you know humiliated herself that she's not worth him and blah 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 and he says that he'd marry her anyway and her reaction to that is great where she says something to the effect that oh fraser i will always cherish those words lilith i want to marry you anyway (laughs) and that got a a very big laugh Okay, so that pretty much wraps up their story. And so we get them the hell out of the bar. uh, A couple of jokes along the way. Everybody has to leave with a joke, okay? Scenes have to end with buttons. People can't just walk out the door and say, see you guys. They have to have a, a joke as they stand on the doorstep. Now what we thought we would do is get everybody else out of the bar except Sam and show the other side of being so so free. Uh, a really good Norm joke here where Norm says he's got to go home, pick up some Chinese food, and uh, we learn it's because he spilled the Chinese food in the kitchen earlier that day. <laughs> it's much better when he does it, okay? all right. It did get a big laugh. So Cliff leaves uh, again saying how jealous they all are that Sam is so carefree and can do whatever he wants. And uh, we bring Rebecca back. We're setting something up. And the excuse, because you need an excuse. They can't just come into the bar. You need an excuse. And her excuse is she's going to close up. And Sam says, no, that's okay. Okay. I can do that for you. And we do that because we want Rebecca to leave the bar just as quickly as she entered. And at this point, Sam is going to be alone in the bar after he and Rebecca have both uh, acknowledged how much better their lives are that, they're not intertwined with anyone else. So now Sam, alone in the bar, sits down with a bag of donuts. Now, where we got the fucking bag of donuts, I don't know. Remember, Sam mentioned donuts, so they got donuts. So he's sitting there, and then Rebecca pops in and says, you want to get coffee? And he goes, absolutely flies out of the chair and runs away with her, and you can see... They're lonely. Ha ha. That is the end of the show. To all the girls I've loved before, uh, closing credits, uh, you get a chance to see some names of other great writers who worked on the show David Lloyd and Bob Ellison. And that is to all the girls I've loved before. And that will do it for this week. Our thanks to Adam and Susie Meister, Butler, Bruce and Jason Miller, Howard Hoffman, and John Wolford. If you want to get in touch with me, just write me, HollywoodLevine, at Outlook.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ken Levine. Instagram, Hollywood and Levine. If you haven't already, please subscribe. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Hollywood and Levine. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader.